0: What's up, Hawks fans? Welcome to this April 13th edition of Sweater Weather, a Chicago Blackhawks podcast. Uh, once again, my name is Luke. I'm joined by Abe. How's it going, Abe?
1: I'm fucking sleepy today.
0: <clears throat> Woke up
1: early to do a color run, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're the reason it took me 15 minutes to get to Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm also sleepy. Uh, I'm getting over a cold, and I've probably gotten, like, 10 hours of real sleep in the past 2 nights. Mm. <coughs> That's not good. Yeah. Um, so I might just go to bed real early tonight. <laughs> um, I had a uh, venti coffee from Starbucks earlier. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to take a nap today. Um, <coughs> yeah, I had a double shot
1: of espresso on my way here from those like the Starbucks cans and then mm-hmm. bring them out and do right now.
0: So. Yep. So you're not going to need a nap anytime soon. Nope. Um, yeah, he scored again. Damn it. Aaron Judge hit a home run. Damn it. Um, <clears throat> okay, so before we get to the elephant in the room, uh, we're gonna get to that later. Uh, but for now, uh, let's jump into some news items. Uh, number one I've got here, um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, I wanna talk about some of the, uh, some of the things that were discussed at the Hawks' end-of-season press conference the other day, um, I've actually got some quotes here from uh, Stan Bowman and from Jeremy Colleton. Uh, so, uh, first off, here, uh, Stan Bowman on potential roster changes. Quote, We're not going to bring the same group back. That's clear. End quote. Uh, he did note that the Blackhawks played at a 100 point pace over the last 15, excuse me, over the last 50 games or so. Quote, There's a clear path forward, end quote, that, doesn't, that maybe wasn't there last time at this time. Last year at this time. Christ. I read really like a third grader. Um uh yeah, so to me it sounds like uh he's confirming that they are going to make some some key changes to the roster, but they're not gonna completely overhaul it so as to uh tear down like the the good things that the Hawks accomplished in the, the last the second half of this past season. Right. So like <clears throat> I think you can probably expect Gus to be back. Uh you can expect like uh, uh, Perlini and probably Kajula to be back. Um, <coughs> Strom's going to stay for sure. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> um, but maybe maybe they go out and they try to find some, some depth scoring or uh, another top four defenseman or something like that. <clears throat> uh, next quote I got here. Uh, Stan Bowman says he expects the Blackhawks to be more active in free agency this year than they have been in years past. He cites cap space as a big reason, also mentions trades as potential avenue for improvement. Not expecting, quote, sweeping changes, end quote, but there will be moves.
1: Yeah. Um, one of the names that we mentioned before and I think is for, might end up being a sure thing is... Um, um, oh, God, why did his name just completely slip? Artie, to mouth. Yeah. That's one of the names that possibly will be moved in the off season.
0: Yeah, I I'd be a little surprised if uh, Artie came back next season, just because uh, uh, you know we've we've talked about it all season long. But he's a, a strong candidate to be traded uh, after July first because he's getting his uh, <clears throat> he's getting his signing bonus that day, and then uh, after that his. His cap hit is, uh, it, well, his cap hits $4.55 per season, I think. But after July 1st, he's only owed like $5 million in actual money. So uh, Artie might be a uh, compelling pickup for a team that's under the cap. Or, uh, excuse me, that's under the cap floor. <clears throat> Plus, you know, he is a solid player, a solid center. I could see him move. Um, but yeah, I think the Hawks are going to go for... Uh, more depth scoring in the future. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Moving on to the third one here. Uh, So Bowman said, quote, the players that joined us in season had a big impact on our team, end quote. He says they still expect growth from those new additions, such as Strom, Perlini, and Kajula. Quote, they've got more to give us and will be even better moving forward, end quote. So it basically confirms that Strom, Perlini, and Kajula will be back. Um, Obviously Strom's coming back. Uh, It would be silly not to... Uh, Perlini's a pending RFA, but it would be silly not to uh, tender an offer on him just because, yeah. you know, he, uh, he he was he was hot and cold, cold more than he was hot. Yeah, but, but he the later like what the
1: final third of the season he pr- probably played the best he played since he got acquired by the team. So
0: yeah, I just think it would be silly not to see what you've got in him. Uh, yeah, before with the next season. Go. Um if he's still playing the way he is now and you know, he's approaching UFA status, then uh maybe maybe then you cut ties with him. But <clears throat> uh for now uh for now I'd I'd keep him around. Um let's see, uh fourth minute here. Uh Stan Bowman expects Domin- Dominic uh Kubalik to be on the NHL roster next season. And to make the kind of impact that Dominic Cahoon did this season. Uh yeah, so we've we've talked about Cahoon a little bit in the past. He's uh kind of a the kind of guy that you can um uh you can really slot him anywhere in the lineup and he will be uh uh you know, he, he contributes in his own way. He's not gonna score twenty goals, but uh he's a solid player, he's not gonna take many penalties. Um I think he even went, like, 50 games or something like that before he took his first penalty. Uh, So, yeah, he's a a solid contributor. Ideally, you'd probably want him on, like, your bottom six or something like that. Um, So that's great. Uh, And then number... Let's see. uh, I also got here. Stan Bowen says, uh, quote, we have a clear path forward of how we're going to be better next year, end quote. Uh, So basically, he's saying that the Hawks have a plan. Um they know what they need to fix and they intend to go out and try to make those fixes.
1: Hmm. That sounds like somebody. I've... Recently. I have a plan.
0: We just need more money. <laughs> Didn't you not even finish the, the epilogue of that game? No. I'll get back to it eventually. <laughs> <coughs> um, so we got some quotes from Jeremy Collison here too. Uh... Jeremy Carlton said that the Blackhawks need a mix of styles on defense. Uh, Quote, we can't all play like Gus, end quote. So, um, this, I I think this alludes a little bit to the fact that the Hawks have so many offensive-minded defensemen in their uh, system right now. Uh, guys like, like Adam Boquist, um, Nicholas Bodan, um, Ian Mitchell, uh, you got Eric Gustafson, who's on the roster right now, um, and then Henry Yoki to an extent. Um, uh, basically, it, it sounds like they want to find a, a more defensive defenseman, or they want to teach the existing defenseman to play a more defensive style of play, because, uh, if, you know, like, he, he said it himself, like, if, if you got if you suit up six uh, Eric Gustafsons, then you're going to score a lot of goals, but you're also going to give up a lot of goals.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need another, like, Jalmerson caliber defenseman, like a good shot blocker that's really defensively sound.
0: Yeah. If only there were a player out there like that. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: or two of them. We could use two more of them. 'Cause Oduya, Oduya-Jalmerson Jamerson pairing was that like shot block everything <laughs> pair, duo. So
0: Yeah, they were they were quite the duo um back in uh thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Um all right, so Jeremy Collin also says, quote, we showed that we can be a dynamic offensive team. If we get better defensively, we'll be even more dangerous. End quote. <clears throat> Uh, so, pretty straightforward. Uh, they've shown that they can score goals. Um, uh, we, we just, you know, got to clean it up in our own end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last quote I have here from Jeremy um, uh When asked if he needs to stop leaning so heavily on Patrick Kane, uh, he said, quote, he can play 25 minutes, no problem. Some games, you'd say to him, listen, I got to back off, and he's like, why? I feel great. And he looked great. He was flying. But I don't want to do that every night. said he wants to use him in a more targeted way next year. Some nights you just need to lean on him because you're chasing a lead that happened a lot this year end quote so um yeah no it's it's true uh we we really uh uh Colton really used uh Patrick Kane quite a bit throughout the year. I think that's part of the reason that he was so hot during like. Uh, January and February Uh, but March he cooled off a lot and I I think it could be because he was just straight up tired from playing 25 minutes a night Mm -hmm. So, I mean I don't know yeah I mean granted
1: he's what he's 30 (coughs) so
0: yeah Uh, still though I think if you want to get the most out of Patrick Kane and if you want to if you want to keep him in an effective role for as long as possible then you probably want to keep him under twenty minutes a night, which means that we need to shore up that depth scoring so yeah. that we don't need him to play twenty five minutes a night <clears throat> okay, so that's all I got for the uh the end of season press conference uh number two here uh Joel Quinville has been hired as the Florida panthers head coach uh he will be rejoining his uh his old boss Dale Talon. <clears throat> Excuse my coughing. Uh, like I said, I'm getting over a cold. Um So yeah, uh it it sounds like the arrows are pointing up for the Florida Panthers, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean it's good having um Q as the coach. They got some they got some talent there. So Q might be able to bring the best out of them. Give the Easts another potential powerhouse if he can coach them right bring them up to like what he did with the Hawks coaching yeah. wise. And also I mean they just gotta make sure they draft well or try to sign some good free agents and whatnot. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think they'll be I'm solid. glad he
0: didn't go to a rival. Yeah. I know there's some conjecture that he go to St. Louis, although I'm not sure St. Louis really needs to look for a new coach. Uh it seems like um uh, I forget his first name, Baruby. Uh the guy that was uh, that took over uh for uh Mike Yo on an interim basis. It sounds like he could be permanent coach moving forward just looking at what he's done with that team. Yeah, um, especially what they've made the playoffs the last two seasons. No, they missed last season. They missed last season? Oh. Yeah, and then they uh they like <clears throat> they reloaded over the summer, like really heavily. Everyone expected them to be like the powerhouse of uh, oh, okay, okay. of the central division, but that's this season
1: start doomed them.
0: Yeah, and then they sucked ass. Uh, so they fired the coach. Baruby took over, and then they went from being okay. last in the league moment like for a brief time, they were last in the league in early January, uh, and then they very nearly won the division by the end of uh, <clears throat> by the end of the season. yeah. So I'm, yeah, it's so, so they're, they're probably they're pretty happy with up. the coach. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but
1: what what it, was the win, that massive win streak they went on? Was it like 10-11 game win streak?
0: Something like that. They, it they, was double digits, I know they, that. They would have had to for, you know, to, uh, to get back in the race like that. Mm-hmm. Not just back in the race, but like Almost to contend for the, from the, last of the division <laughs> title. <laughs> <clears throat> um, do you feel like uh, Florida was a, a head coach change away from being a dangerous team? Um, possibly, I mean... I mean, I assume, like, you've got to make a couple of roster moves, too, but...
1: Yeah, but, let's see, how how far out of the playoffs were... They They
0: finished with 86 points. I mean, they, they had to be pretty close to the playoffs. Uh, who was in front of them in their division? Looks like you're looking it up right now.
1: Um, Montreal, <clears throat> Toronto, Boston, Tampa. Actually, man... So they were fourteen points out of a playoff spot in the Atlantic, but as far as even a wild card, they were twelve points out. Because hmm. the Blue Jackets
0: finished, got the second wild card at ninety-eight <coughs> points. I think, actually, if anything, I think that just that says a lot about how stacked the Atlantic is. Yeah. Because uh, eighty-six points. Actually, not even the Atlantic.
1: The Metropolitan. <laughs> just because both wild cards came out of the, the Metro.
0: Yeah, but...
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you can say the same thing as well for the Atlantic.
0: Yeah, but uh, just, like, 86 points that, you know, in the West, that would have, like, almost gotten you in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, I I wish uh, Q the best of luck there, and uh, I hope that they are very successful. Um, it sounds like that's a uh, uh, a bit of a starved fan base over there. They've got. They've been having trouble like filling the arena and things like that, and uh, they've just. I don't know. They just haven't really been good in recent years. They they made the playoffs, I think, in 2016, and haven't really done much since.
1: Yeah, I mean, they finished above 500, so that's not a terrible season.
0: Well, yeah, kind you, of. But. You got to figure there's there's some hope there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I. My understanding was that uh, I, I read somewhere, like on, on Twitter, from the sources or whatever, that uh, um, Q had received better offers, but he really wanted to go work with Talon again, and he wanted to work with uh, Alexander Barkov. Okay. So. Uh, so it's probably more like a Q might have a lot of say in who they want to go after, or like possibly even drafting stuff. Then. Could be. I mean, I think uh, it sounds like he's got a pretty good rapport with Dale Talon. Mm. Um, Yeah, he can build the roster to his liking instead mm. of what the GM thinks is necessary. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, best of luck to Q and Talon and the Florida Panthers. uh, As long as uh, they don't stand in our way, that is. (laughs) Uh, Number three... Putting the timestamps in there. Number three, Corey Crawford suffered a groin injury, uh, which will take a few weeks to heal, but is not expected to be a long-term setback. Uh, that's why he missed the last game of the regular season. Uh, but yeah, he'll be back next year.
1: Yeah. Mm, good thing fine. is, it's just a groin injury, so he'll have the whole off season to hopefully be ready for next for yeah. next season. <clears throat> yeah, he'll be fine. He doesn't have to deal with the hopefully the concussion stuff is a thing of the past so
0: yeah fingers crossed I mean Crosby has been mostly fine since his bad incident in what 2012 or whatever year it was um, hopefully Crow's the same uh, number four as a result of the merger between 5th 3rd Bank Corp and MB Financial Incorporated the Blackhawks practice facility the MB Ice Arena will be renamed the 5th 3rd Arena mm. so yeah interesting for sure. And uh, last item I have here is uh, I just wanted to talk about some of the uh, uh, the playoff matchups and how those are going. Um, so first of, all, first of all, here, I've got uh, Tampa versus uh, Columbus. This one has surprised the hell out of me so far. Uh, so in Game 1 uh, in Tampa, Tampa's got home ice advantage, obviously, through the playoffs because they won the President's Trophy. Um, game one in Tampa Tampa takes a 3-0 lead in the first uh, Columbus erases the, the deficit, scores four unanswered goals to take uh, that first game and I was like totally writing off Columbus in like by the end of that first period I was like Tampa in three mm-hmm. um, and then last <laughs> night uh, they played game two in Tampa and uh Columbus just, just beat the shit out of them. Um, it was 5-1, to one, I think. Uh, yeah, it was the final. Yeah, Tampa had the, I believe, the best power play in the league this year. And they gave up, like, three, uh, like three uh, uh, power play goals in this series so far. Um, I think it was three. But, yeah, like, I don't know. This is, like, the first adversity that Tampa's faced all season. And uh, even though I have them uh, in my bracket to, to win the cup, I kinda, sort of actually want—I want like a massive upset here, just because of how interesting that would be. Mm-hmm. Like, how fucking wild would that be for the greatest regular season team in the salary cap era to be upset by the worst playoff team? who, like, by the way, went all in at the trade deadline. If you guys don't remember, uh, Columbus gave up all but two of their 2019 draft picks. And they acquired uh, Ryan Dezingle, Matt Duchesne. Uh, who else was there?
1: Nash? Was it Nash?
0: I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, I forget. But, yeah, they went all in. <clears throat> and I would, I would love to see them make a run. Just because... It, that would be absolutely wild.
1: Oh, someone from Dallas. <clears throat> I forgot who it was from Dallas that they got.
0: Yeah, I don't remember either. Um, it's not really important. Uh, so, moving on. Uh, Washington and Carolina. Uh, Washington won game one. Not really a surprise there. I think it was 3 nothing. They're playing right now as we record this, so... Yeah, so by the time you listen to this, uh, it'll probably be Washington 2 nothing. Um... <clears throat> I uh, I don't know I didn't I don't really expect Carolina to make it out of this series alive. Um, how many games did you have? Um, just
1: to go back to the Tampa Columbus series real quick in your in your bracket that you did. How many games did you have Tampa beating uh, Columbus?
0: I think I said six. Uh, I I mean I was betting on Tampa being absolutely dominant, but I was also uh, I did that like. With the understanding that Columbus has kind of like they've they've gotten into a groove lately mm-hmm. they've been meshing better um and uh like when when a team that's basically been playing blackhawk uh black <laughs> I, yeah, when a team that's basically been playing playoff hockey for the past month, trying to uh lock up that second wild card spot meets a team that's basically been on autopilot since. What December you know you gotta figure that one of them is gonna come out you know wielding the big guns and
1: yeah I, I think losing the two games that they did in the fashion they did might have been like a big slap in the face wake up call for Tampa like I'm I think they're gonna come out like firing in game three yeah I, Cause I feel like if if they lose game <laughs> three they're not
0: gonna win the series <clears throat> Yeah, it's it's basically hopeless at that point. Um, yeah, John Cooper himself said that uh, he called... He, after uh, Game 2, he referred to the team as a five-alarm fire. <laughs> um, so... My wife is here. Hi. Be quiet. Yeah, that's your water. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> Uh yeah, so uh maybe maybe Tampa wins the next four and that's it.
1: Yeah, I had them in five, which is the funny thing, but that's already busted. So.
0: Yep. But I'm Um, still hoping
1: they can pull it out just for the sake of my bracket.
0: Uh, well, the good news is if Tampa's out in the first round and your bracket's busted, almost everyone else's bracket is busted too. Sure. Um, and then maybe you just count on the. What are you doing? quit skulking around here making myself tea because okay. so you got me sick Oh, because I got you sick um, but it would be crazy if Tampa was out in the first round it would um, okay so the Islanders and the Penguins uh, currently the Islanders are up 2-0 in the series this has been a pretty close series actually uh, the games are pretty close um, I had it on a bit yesterday I saw
1: the <coughs> Islanders took the lead and then Pittsburgh tied it up like Two minutes after later, yeah and then the Islanders scored again to go up two to one
0: yeah this that series seemed like a coin flip to me. I actually have two brackets, and uh one of them I had uh, Pittsburgh winning one of them I had the Islanders winning oh uh, i I have
1: Pittsburgh and six in that one, really yeah, although I'm probably thinking no might not might, that might, might, might not
0: pan out now yeah uh, I have Washington sweep in Carolina I mean that could still happen. What the score is right now? Um, oh, I, I almost forgot to mention. Uh, sorry, going back to uh, the Tampa Columbus series. Uh, once again, I almost forgot to mention that uh, uh, Nikita Kucherov. Uh, he had a hearing for uh, boarding the uh, that Columbus player, and he'll be suspended for one game. So the uh, uh, the uh, the front runner for the heart will not be uh, playing in game three in game three which is a a must win game for Tampa yeah that can be big alright so I just to
1: throw this out there Caps are up two to one right now in the first
0: okay well at least the Canes won't get shut out again yeah um Boston and Toronto Toronto took the first game um uh that was another coin flip series I think I have that one going 7
1: with Toronto taking the series.
0: Yeah? I, I think it'll go 7. I, I could see it going 7. It won 7 last year, uh, but Boston won that one. I just, I, I do kind of feel like, uh, that, that was another situation where I had the two brackets, and in the one bracket I had Boston winning, and in the other I had Toronto winning. Okay. But I think if you held a gun to my head and you told me to pick just one, I'd probably say Boston because they feel like a more complete team to me. Toronto hasn't been able to figure out their defense. they have It seems like they've been kind of relying on the fact that they have, like, three Lions who can score. The dog's being weird. Um, so Calgary and Colorado. I actually don't remember who won this one. Um, I think Calgary won it. Did they? I think so. Um. I, I, I got to be honest. I'm, I'm a little bit salty. The male, male carrier's here, and the dog's probably going to bark. Um, I'm a little bit salty with, uh, Colorado, because, uh, you know, they're a big part of the reason that we didn't make the playoffs this year. Yeah. Uh, although they got bumped back from the, to have the first overall pick to having the fourth overall pick, with us moving up ahead of them to the 3rd mm-hmm. So, so maybe we're even. I think so. Um, <clears throat> National and Dallas, I believe Dallas took the first game, right? Um... I hope Dallas wins the series. I don't want Nashville to win. <coughs> uh, I don't really know how Dallas has looked this year. Yeah,
1: Dallas they're Game One. Okay. Yeah, yeah. just as long as the Preds. Fuck
0: the Preds. Yeah. Uh, I know Nashville has. They've not really looked or great this year. The Preds. <laughs> they've they've not looked like the uh, the complete like dominant team that they were uh, last season or that they were in the playoffs the year before that. Yeah, they seem to have regressed a bit, even uh, though they still won the the division. But uh, Winnipeg, St. Louis, uh, St. Louis is up two nothing in the series. That one, I'm surprised. I'm not that surprised. Well, okay, yeah, kind of. I'm kind of
1: surprised, but then again, I f- the Blues have been right hot since.
0: I mean, I could see this one going to six or seven games, but I have this one going seven too. Yeah. I I could also maybe see St. Louis clearing that out in 4 or 5 just because of how hot they've been. And then Winnipeg is, like, you know, they're still a good team, but they've been, you know, not so hot.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: And then Vegas and San Jose. Uh, They're tied 1-1. This, I think, is another coin toss. Uh, Same situation. I had one bracket with uh, Vegas winning, the other with San Jose winning.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I have the Sharks in five on that one, so
0: yeah, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Vegas looks like largely the same team that they were last year, but they've actually added. They've got uh, Max Pacioretty, and they've got Mark Stone now. Mm-hmm. So they're you know they're they are what they were last year, but you know and then some.
1: Yeah, but I, I I don't see them making it all the way to the Cup final again this year.
0: We'll see. We'll see. They they they'd have some uh, some good teams to get through. Yeah. Uh, like Calgary and uh, probably St. Louis. Yeah, I I have Calgary making it all the way to the final. Hmm. I can see it. I might have Calgary in one of my brackets. I forget. Um. Uh yeah. So uh, that's gonna do it for that. We're gonna take a quick break here after this word from our sponsor. Hey, welcome back, everybody. So, um, uh, we're gonna we're gonna conclude this episode by talking about uh, the the twenty nineteen draft. Um, so on on Monday evening, the Tuesday. Sh- Tuesday? Yeah. Was that when the draft? the lottery? Yeah, it was Tuesday. It was the ninth. Was Tuesday the ninth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense because it's the thirteenth. That was four days ago. Okay. Uh, so Tuesday. Uh, the uh, the Blackhawks, who had the like uh, like an eighty percent chance of landing the twelfth overall pick, uh, somehow got incredibly lucky and uh, bounced up into the top three. Uh, so we'll now be picking third overall, which is phenomenal mm-hmm. <clears throat> and like really, really like could alter the trajectory of this team moving forward. Uh, and it totally makes not making the playoffs worth it in my eyes. Oh yeah. <clears throat> um, big shout out to
1: the that Twitter user that leak that discovered the leak before it actually aired.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, when they're doing the draft lottery, they uh they make the drawings. They, they do the ping pong balls uh, ahead of time. They don't they don't do it live. They do it ahead of time, and they prepare the graphics that they show on TV. And I guess uh, a couple of folks... Someone found a screenshot, and someone got a hold of a, a short like video of uh, like, uh, the, the animation. And they tweeted them out, which uh, showed that the, the Hawks, the Rangers, and the Devils would pick in the top three. Um, I refuse to believe it. I thought it was fake. But like, there's a little part of me that was hoping that it was real... And I, I was like, no, I'm going to get my hopes up, and it'll just crush me, and we're going to, like, if anything, we'll get pushed back, a pick, we'll end up with the 13th, or something. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, as I'm watching it, they they flipped over the number 12 card, and it was Minnesota's logo. I freak out, and I run upstairs, and I, I start yelling at my wife, we're in the top three, we're in the top three. So, I'm, I'm incredibly happy.
1: Yeah, I, like, the graphic was just like, eh, but when, like, I scrolled down a little bit, and... The, on the on that post, yeah, and, and I saw the video, and I'm like,
0: "Oh shit!" Yeah, with the graphic, you're like, uh, "Okay, that could be photoshopped," but like the video was like, "There's not enough time to photoshop that." Like, yeah, how do you, like, how, how how do you fake that so quickly? Especially considering that the graphic did match the graphics that they were using live on the on the show.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, then the the other interesting thing too is um when they finally got to the top 3 they apparently they have it set up in the order of who wins the pick so like if you're watching the screen the GM that was on the left was the one who won the the draft lottery third place is in the middle which in this case was Stan Bowman mm. <clears throat> and then the second overall pick was on the right because I this there was a Reddit thread about it. Like the last three draft lotteries have all been like exact exactly like that, where the win the third third over overall pick is in the middle of of the three GMs, then the number one is on the left and number two is on the right because the winner can right away is talking to the announcer that was going over the draft. Like
0: hmm Yeah, I
1: had yeah, it it was interesting, but it was just like a little thing it was like, huh. <clears throat>
0: um, yeah. So, uh, uh, some other interesting things. Um, this year's, uh, this year's draft lottery will be held in Vancouver. The last time that the, excuse me, the, uh, the draft will be held in Vancouver. The last time that the Hawks picked, uh, third overall was uh, Jonathan Taves in 2006. That draft was also held in Vancouver. Um, coincidence more than anything i'm not saying it's like a premonition or anything but there's a very good chance that the hawks could get a game-changing player at number three overall i mean it could also be a bus yeah but uh i think that you know mark kelly is a brilliant scout i think that the hawks are really gonna pour their resources in developing whoever this kid is that we draft uh there's a very good chance that we'll end up with a very good player Maybe it's not the next Jonathan Taves, you know, future Hall of Famer, but, uh, we'll, we'll get a good player, I think. <coughs> I mean, we got Alex it at 39th overall. Um, so, we'll see. Uh, so I wanted to talk about a couple of players that should be available at that number three spot. Um, I got five listed here that are, will probably be the, the ones that the Hawks consider. Uh, And these are listed in the order that they're listed on uh, uh, Tankathon's big draft board. Okay. So if you actually click that link there, you can see their big draft board. Um, So number one here is uh, uh, Vasili Podkolzin. Uh, He's a right winger, 17 years old, a little undersized at 168 pounds. Uh, He plays for St. Petersburg of the KHL. Now, uh, this guy is, uh, widely considered to be the third best, uh, player in the draft. There's, it, like, there's general consensus that Jack Hughes will go first overall, mm-hmm. and then Kapokako will go second overall. And they could be reversed, possibly, um, but it's basically going to be those two first overall. Uh, first and second overall. Uh, so, uh, Pud calls him, uh... This guy, if the Hawks take him, he projects to be uh, a lot of folks are saying uh the hawks best prospect since Patrick came,
1: oh wow, okay,
0: yeah, in terms of like the ceiling um <clears throat> I was watching some like a like a highlight reel of this kid playing, and I noticed uh like. Uh if you look at his stats, he really doesn't like there's really not a lot there. It's not super telling. Like he only played like like fourteen games or something like that in the KHL this season. Okay. Um But uh I'm I'm just watching his uh his highlights and I noticed that like, you know, he's he's pretty fast, he's got good hands, uh good feet, and he's he's really good at like making plays and getting shots off uh not only uh not only, you know, on breakaways and two-on-ones and things like that, but also like under heavy duress from the uh the opposing defenders which uh actually I found was a uh, a pretty common theme amongst the other like him as well as the other three forwards I have here. Um <clears throat> which is uh, generally a positive sign when it comes to uh uh, players' talent transitioning well to the NHL level. <clears throat> uh, second guy I've got here is uh, Bowen Bierem, who's a left-handed defenseman, 17 years old, 118 excuse me, 180 pounds. He plays for the Vancouver Giants of the Western Hockey League. Uh, he's got 28 excuse me, 26 goals and 71 points in 67 games played. So very offensive-minded defenseman. Uh, obviously, the problem there is. We have a lot of those. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that the Hawks are... They would... They're, they're the type of team that would pick the best overall player uh, that's available. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that they would compromise quality because they have a need at a certain position necessarily. Um, so, you know, if they do perceive... Uh, Bowen Beerham to be the best player available at number three, then I think they'll take him. And then, you know, if you can always flip defensemen later, right? Um,
1: Especially because they take longer to develop.
0: Yeah, yeah, there would definitely be some some teams that are interested in some of the kids that we've got. Uh, but I, I am hoping for, I am hoping for a uh, forward. Um, Third guy I got here is uh, Kirby Doc. He's a center, eighteen years old, hundred and eighty-five pounds, plays for the Saskatoon Blades of the Western Hockey League. He's got twenty five goals and seventy-three points in sixty-two games played. So uh that's a pretty similar numbers to Bowen and Birum. Um remember Biram's the defenseman. Mm-hmm. Kirby Doc, he's a center. Uh they uh that they're both over a point a game. Oh yeah. Uh, which is you know fantastic. Uh, this this draft is actually pretty stacked at center in the top like fifteen or so. Um. <clears throat> uh, pretty similar to Doc is Dylan Cousins. He's another center, uh, eighteen years old, one hundred and seventy six pounds. He plays for the Lethbridge Hurricanes of the Western Hockey League. He's got thirty four goals and eighty four points in sixty eight games played. Uh, you'll notice that he's actually uh, he's actually produced more than Kirby Doc. Um, I'm guessing the reason that uh, Tankathon had him lower than Doc is because he's a little more undersized. He's only 176 pounds, whereas Doc is 185. Um, but that doesn't really seem to matter that much in uh, today's NHL.
1: No, because it's gotten <clears throat> a lot faster than years past. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, last guy I got here is uh, Alex Turcott. He's a center, 18 years old, 194 pounds. He's the biggest of the, of the bunch here. He plays for the U.S. National Team Development Program, uh, and when playing for the uh, the u team, excuse me, the U18 team, uh, he had 23 goals and 53 points in 30 games played. So that's almost two points per game, which is pretty impressive. Um, now, of these five, I. I'm really seeing I think two stand out to me. Uh, the first one is uh, Vasily Pudd because, like I said, he's widely perceived as having the the highest upside of all these players. Mm. Uh, the other is Dylan Cousins. Um, and you could you could almost like w- when it comes to like Dylan Cousins and Kirby Doc, it's almost like splitting hairs here. Yeah. They're both like highly offensive centers with you know well-rounded games. They can kill penalties, they can defend. Um, and I think it's going to pen it's going to depend on uh how much the Russian factor plays in. Uh with Pud Carlson, he plays for the KHL. Uh and for anyone who doesn't know what the Russian factor is, it's it's the it's a uh, it's one of the factors that led to Artemi Panarin not being drafted. And it's one of the factors that led to, it's, it's a, a major factor that led to, uh, like, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko falling to the 16th overall pick. Um, basically, uh, most European hockey leagues have a framework for the players to transition to the NHL after they've been drafted, but the KHL does not. Uh, so this kid, he signed with St. Petersburg through the 2020-2021 season. So if we drafted him, he would have to play out two more seasons in the KHL before he could come over to the US. Um so there's like there's a little bit of trust involved that he would indeed uh you know make the transition over rather than re-signing with his team. because, mm-hmm. um, you know, there are definitely teams that have been burned by that before. Uh the Russian fact is a real thing. Um Whereas guys like Kirby Dock or Dylan Cousins, they're probably capable of contributing to the NHL as early as next season. Um, so it, I think it really depends whether the Hawks want the best possible upside or if they want a guy who can uh, contribute right away. So... I mean, I, I feel like they ideally
1: want to get a player that... They can play right away.
0: I mean, you'd think, because uh, I—I mean, the argument—the argument in favor of that is that uh, you know we missed the playoffs two years in a row. Uh, Rocky Wertz wants to make sure that uh, the season ticket holders are renewing their their accounts. Um, uh, Kane and Taves are—they're uh, on the wrong side of thirty now, and they're. Uh, they're only going to regress from here on out, probably. I don't, well, I don't know. <laughs> Dave's had a great year. Kane had a great year. We'll see. But it's not like... You know, they're they're in their prime right now. Uh, if we're going to go for more cups, this is the time to do it. because
1: mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> yeah, Twilight's approaching for them.
0: Yeah. Um, but you could maybe also make the argument that if they draft a guy like Pod Kulzin, that, you know, maybe... Like the, the needs that the team has now, defense, uh, depth, scoring, you can you can fill those needs through free agency, through trades, uh, through the guys that are already in the system. <laughs> but, uh, you know, down the road when Kane and Taves are retiring, you 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 probably want some some prospects with high upside. Uh, to, you know, build the next core around. Mm -hmm. So, like, maybe that's their thinking. Uh, Maybe there is a way. I I guess uh, Craig Button at TSN said that there was, uh, he said on Tuesday night that there was some way that uh, uh, that Pud Calls could play in the NHL next season. I'm actually hearing that secondhand through, like, this NBC article that I'm reading. Um, I don't... I don't know how that would work. Maybe a signing bonus where... <laughs>
1: they give him enough to... Let him to buy, buy, himself, out his own contract. buy himself out. But still has enough money left over to like make the transition... like
0: Move over to the US and all that. That's possible. Can you give big signing bonuses to entry-level contracts? I have no idea. I'm not sure if you can. I think there's a cap on entry-level contracts. Hmm. Um... But, uh, but what Abe is referring to is, I, it, I, according to my understanding, with, the, with KHL contracts, um, the only way to get out of them is either for the player to buy himself out. Like, his, the team that drafted him can't buy him out. He has to buy himself out. Or he and the team have to mutually agree to part ways. Uh, and if he's, you know, as good as advertised, then I don't know why they'd want to part ways with him. So, uh, yeah, maybe they go for the guy with the high upside. Maybe they go for the guy who can make a fairly immediate impact. I guess we'll see. Oh wow! Okay, so
1: I found it. Um, NHL entry level contracts have the following components, which is the maximum salary of nine hundred twenty-five thousand. Signing bonus is limited to ten percent of maximum salary or ninety-two thousand five
0: hundred. Hmm. I
1: wonder what his KHL contract is worth, and, and then there's be the um. Now? Okay, then there's also, it's called the Type A bonus, which is a maximum of 850000 for such performance-based qualifiers such as Ice Time Goals Plus Minus and Type B bonus, a maximum of 2000000 for league performance awards. Example, top five postseason awards per season. <coughs> so those would be the potential loopholes where, like, hey, if you're willing to buy out your contract, we'll throw in these incentives for you if you can hit them.
0: Hm. It could be. Uh well I mean I know like the the a lot of those bonuses are they're baked into the cake. It's like uh like everyone with an entry level contract gets them. Um although most people who uh sign an entry level contract don't achieve them because like you said they are things like like top ten and you know, forwards or defense or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> so well, that's like, how
1: Panarin got his bonuses.
0: Yeah, but not all, not all. Not all okay. rookies are Panarin. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, next question I had here is, would you think that it would ever be a good idea for the Hawks to trade this pick? I mean,
1: considering, so, <coughs> I could see it going both ways. Yeah. So I can see them trading it because if they go with the mantra of drafting the best available player and in this case it's if it's Pod Colzin, they um they might not have him for two years. So somebody else might be willing to a team that's like either starting a rebuild or in the rebuild could use that get that pick and just like, hey, just finish out your contract and then come over here, mm-hmm. which the Hawks again could do. Or if they're looking, they drafting like another defenseman or something, why not trade that because you have the whole pipeline of young defensemen right now. Mm-hmm. So I can either see them trading the pick along with another prospect or two for like a star player, like a star caliber player, like a top two defensemen
0: Mm -hmm. or top four defensemen or... Because as we've discussed, the Hawks need immediate help.
1: Yeah. Or like a good (coughs) top six offensive prospect or top top six offensive player as well. Yeah. Which we need another of. I mean, we we need the, the bottom six also needs help, but I think the top six could use another one.
0: You know, I'm just I would think that as soon as Bowman got word that uh they'd been bumped up to the 3rd overall pick he probably sends out a uh a mass email or a fax to every other GM in the league and says this pick is on the table. Uh what's your best offer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cuz you know if there is some team out there like uh maybe I'm trying to think of a team that's like maybe on the cusp of a rebuild. Like uh I, I know uh Vancouver's rebuilding, Detroit's rebuilding, the Rangers, the are, Rangers are rebuilding. rebuilding. Detroit's um, <clears throat> rebuilding. I said Detroit. Oh, sorry. Um but I don't know if any of those teams have like like a top four defenseman that's you know under thirty and uh I mean
1: how Edmonton after this whole dumpster
0: fire with now Kirelli gone. Yeah, it's you never know. I I don't know. Uh, I I don't know if they're gonna give up any like I don't know if they're gonna rebuild. They they've gotta do something, but um. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe like maybe like the Minnesota Wild or the Anaheim Ducks or or some somebody like that. They decide that uh, it's they're they're gonna need to rebuild rather than, uh, you know, retool or mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, maybe that third overall pick is valuable to them. Maybe they've got a a top two defenseman that that we could use. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh I haven't looked at the landscape for that kind of thing, but it's I could see it happening. Yeah, yeah, like I said, I I could see it going both ways where they either they keep the pick or they trade it. I guess I could see them trading the pick, but I don't think they will. I think they're going to use it. Um, like I, I also I could have seen them trading that second first overall pick they had last year, the one that they used to draft uh, Nicholas Boden, that they got from Nashville in the Hartman trade, but they use that. Uh, I think they, I think they really want to replenish the pipeline of prospects. I just had another thought. <coughs> Do you think that the Hawks would
1: potentially consider moving up into the top? Either trade for the first or the second pick
0: i I think the price would be too high do you think so i I also don't know that I don't know that either of those teams would want to give up those picks because those are those are franchise changing prospects yeah, like they, obviously there are no sure things in the draft, but like Jack Hughes and Capo are like as close as it gets like these are these are like. Like, Connor McDavid and... uh, Austin Matthews. Like, like Patrick Laine. Okay. Um, Like, these are those caliber players. So, I... Yeah, I've heard that idea thrown around, though, that, like, uh, Bowman does what, like, Ryan Pace did and give up a bunch of stuff to move up one pick.
1: Yeah, Um, but, yeah, you're probably right. It'll probably be, like, King's Ransom. Probably... Probably take the draft pick, um, a current, like, top six roster player plus two or three prospects.
0: It it would be too much. Yeah. Um, I could see them moving down. I think, uh, like, if someone else in the top five or the top seven or whatever wanted to move up, Mm -hmm. I could see, I could see Bowman doing that, like, maybe, uh... Maybe, like, Colorado says that, you know, they want that, that third overall pick. Uh, or L.A. or somebody. I think uh, L.A.'s got number five right now. Uh, and then I think Detroit is number six. So maybe, like, one of those three decides that they want to move up. Um, and then the Hawks, instead of going with uh, Podcalson or Cousins or whoever, they just they go with, you know, Turcotte or Kirby Dock. One of these other, like, fine prospects that I just uh described in detail. Mhm. Uh it's
1: Oh man. Okay, so here here's an interesting one. I see um Anaheim has number 9 and number 20. And I wonder if Anaheim might be <laughs> I would think trading the 9 and 20 pick to move up to 3 might be enticing. Maybe.
0: I could see Bowman going after that. Uh, the Hawks are pretty good at finding value in, like, the late first round and the the second round. It's, it's possible. Because, you know, in, in theory, you could you could find a, a couple of value prospects in there, and then you've got two for the price of one, even if they aren't necessarily immediate impact players. Mm-hmm. And then you could still fill your immediate needs through trades and free agency. It's possible. I could see it. Um... Unless you got anything else, I think we can wrap this up.
1: Yeah, no, I think that pretty much covers it.
0: Awesome. So, uh, uh, since it is officially the off season now, or well, for the Hawks, it is, uh, we'll probably be doing the podcast less frequently unless there's like some big news to cover. Because I don't know necessarily how much you guys just want to like meet up once a week to talk about other teams in the playoffs. Um. So maybe we start doing this like every other week, or just only when there's news or something. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, yeah. Uh, this is not the last you'll hear it from us. Uh, we will be back. Um, I'm interested to see what the Hawks do with that third pick.
1: Yeah. We have. How long do we have to wait? Um, it's like June 20th or
0: something like that. June 21st. Yep. So it'll be a minute. Two months. Yep. All right. Well, um that's all we got. We will uh we'll talk to you guys later. Please uh please follow us on Twitter. Uh tweet at us if you have any questions, comments, just concerns, uh suggestions, corrections, etc. Uh please rate us on iTunes. Give us five stars. If you want to give us two stars, then please don't rate us. Um That's all I got. Bye. Bye.